If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, I'm Ayana. And I'm Delilah. We are the non-corporate girls. We're the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 me. Our podcast is a digital diary where we share our journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers, creators, and believers. So are you non-corporate? Tune into the next episode. So we are back with season five, episode 92, and I'm so blown away, right? Yes, every season we're getting bigger and better. We're, you know, toying with this video thing, which it makes it feel like we're in the same room when we're not. But let's see how this goes. Yes, I'm like, we've been missing that energy. That's then for those of you who've been like loyal followers to my corporate girls, me and Delilah, like that was our special magic, being able to record in the same room and like be together. And we just vibed off of that. And it's been crazy 2020, not being in the room at least not even once we didn't record not once together in the same room no we haven't and we had it's just so crazy how it's about to be a year since the planning of us having like you know in studio production full circle yeah it really is but i'm happy to be here and we, we still kept it kept it going we we kept it going not we tried to keep it cute it's been real ghetto but we're not going to talk about that um so Season five, episode 92, we are back and we're going to jump into a positive note, but really it's more like a positive last month because we haven't recorded since the end of the mid-December. So how, what's been your positive note? What's been going on? Tell us. Yeah. So some positive things have been happening, like, you know, the holidays were a little bit different, but still try to make it um, like traditional sense. Um, It was cool. And then um, just this past weekend, you know, because family is not like getting together as much as we would like. But this weekend we had my grandma over and we spent the weekend with her. I did a seafood boil. Yes, um, this, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, good old family time. It was it was good. Yeah. So it was, it's like chicken soup for the soul. Yes, I used to love those books. Me too. Fun fact, I submitted a story to them and got no. picked, but I like never responded to the letter. So my story never got published. Why not? I forgot. I was like 12. Like I forgot. What was the story? Oh, you don't want to share? Um, no, I mean, I've, I've never told this to anyone, but um, it was a story about my dad, actually, the day he died. Wow. Look at that. We always learning something new. That is so cool. I always wanted to contribute a story. 
I know they like chicken soup was everything. It really was. I was addicted to those books. Me too. I, mean, I had like all the editions. Like I even had like for the mother. I'm like I was just into it. Yes. <laughs> chicken soup for the soul um for kids and like you know the best stories. The best stories. That was low key therapy before we knew what therapy was. A hundred percent. And that's what prompted me to even want to write a story. Cause I felt like every time I read someone else's story, I felt like I was energized. I just felt like it was. Like yes. And it was like, you know, Susan in Wisconsin, like, you know, just middle America. Yeah. Like I want to, I gotta go and like research those books again. Cause I think them stories will hit different. As I do too. That's a good idea. I'm gonna add that to my list. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I feel you on the family time though. Uh, for me, this past month, family time has also been heavy for me. Just kind of like being able to like take a breath and enjoy it with, um, you know, those I love in, in whatever way possible because it's been, it's been hard to like not see people. And uh, me time. I've been really refreshed trying to focus on me as entrepreneurs and as corporate professionals, which we're gonna get into the main subject of our topic today, but you know, the burnout is real and just finding that balance, sometimes I fall to the wayside, not intentional. So it was really good this past like month and change just to be able to like get back to that and focus on that and pick up on some reading. That's been my positive note. I think in the last couple of months, I finished like six books, which I'm so hype about. Yes, you're doing better than me. Girl, I try. I used to love to read. So it bothers me when I don't get to do it for pleasure. I agree. I used to read like it was like an addict. Like not take away the book from me. I was reading in every moment I had the chance to. Like I would get in trouble for reading. Same. My mom threatened me. She still threatens me to throw away all my books. And I'm like, who does that? What kind of mother does that? Like, let me read. Like reading is fundamental. And she's like, they're taking up space. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, not my collection. My my library that I'm gonna have. So yeah. <laughs> and obviously, we all know that with the madness that has been happening for like the past four years, the inauguration 2021 was a highlight, right? Very highly anticipated event. Yes, right. I felt like we got tickets, and we were like, "Tune in." First of all, I was so we're gonna talk about it, but I was hella distracted, <laughs> just like yeah. tuned into that all day. So. But that's a highlight. We're really happy to happen. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say, I was just going to say something about like tuned in um, all day. I feel like low key, I want to be a reporter as a hobby because I feel like I, I have my own control room in, in my house. Like I was looking at all the channels. Like I just didn't want to miss any detail. Yeah, in it. I love it. So <clears throat> jumping into a hustler spirit. We started talking about burnout, and that leads us to the topic for today. The topic that we want to discuss is where 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 meet. Right. For those of you that know us, our tagline is where 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 meet. And literally, like, non-corporate girls has three pillars that we focus on. One's corporate, one's non-corporate, and then one's in the middle. And Delilah and I, we've been through it, through all of them. But I think the past year or so, we found ourselves in this middle bucket and there's a lot of things that we have learned, can share, and just overall insights into like what it looks like balancing where the nine to five and the five to nine meet. Right, and also because we're still like living in both worlds as we try to merge them. 
So we're learning through the process, which is so very much holds true when we first started this podcast till now. Um, it literally is our digital diary, like the hiccups and all that. We share it as we go along. It's so crazy. What was happening when we try to set up for this episode? I'm like, let's not talk about it. It was the ghetto, I'm telling you. Like, Carla, <laughs> when we tell you the ghetto. <laughs> I love it. Um, it. It keeps us humble. You can say, say that louder for the people in the back. Right. It keeps us humble. But it's about the content because we are here to give the content. And these are the stories y'all want to hear. Like, it's not all pretty packaged and delivered with the bow. What is messy as fuck, okay? And um, we here just trying to, I don't know what's wrong with my throat, but we here just trying to live our lives, share our dreams, and, you know, help people along the way. That being said, this year we're kicking off our media virtual tour, uh, you know, whatever that looks like for us. But one of our first features was being featured on Inside Your Money Fox podcast. And that was a lot of fun. And then we, that happened last, like last week, I think, right? It was on a Saturday. It was an early morning interview, 9.30 a.m. They had your girl up early, you know, that be <laughs> for me on, the, on any day but especially the weekends, but I, they really set me up for a great Saturday. So I, I love the conversation was amazing. It was very, um, they, they run a great ship with there being like five people that was on the podcast, but they managed well for all of us to get in our two cents and like nobody talking over each other. I loved it. It was a good vibe. I agree. And it's funny because when going back to the early thing, I was like, I had asked him, I was like, this is just audio, right? Not video. And he's like, no, just audio. I was like, okay, because that the term is what I need to get up and get glam or I could roll out of bed, have my coffee and jump on. There's right. a difference. <laughs> so it was um, super fun. But just for some context, Inside Jamari Fox is run by Jamari Fox, who is one of my dearest, dearest friends, best friend, <laughs> brother. What you said? That's such a sweetheart. He's amazing. And it's crazy that like we've never really collaborated on the podcast before. So it was great to have us on. And his co two co-hosts, Kim and Cousin Hybrid, were funny as ever. And they really showed us a good time. So the episode's now live. Check it out on his site. Yes, do that. And switching gears, everybody, everybody and their mama is on Clubhouse. <laughs> so your or girls had to get on Clubhouse. Or little by little, they're arriving. Yes. yes. And we finally drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> I did this twice already. We have a club on Clubhouse. Yes, so follow us on Non-Corporate Girls. By the time you guys are listening to this, you should have been already um, coming across our page. And yeah. Yes. We're excited for those of you, again, loyal followers that follow us on um, Non-Corporate Girls Instagram. We usually do a segment called hashtag off the record at the end of the month. And we're going to start pivoting and doing some of those on Clubhouse. So we're going to have like some real time conversation with, who knows, a ton of people. So I'm so excited for that. It's just a different platform, a different way to navigate that space. And um, yeah, we're going to thrive there too. Yeah, so by the time this episode airs, we probably will be doing a session that week. So definitely stay tuned to our Instagram, check us out. And on that note, we do have to take a short break, but we'll be right back.
This episode is sponsored by Non-Corporate Girls Podcast, where the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 meet. This platform is a digital diary where Ayana and Delilah share their journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers, creators, and believers. So, are you non-corporate or not? Check out this clip from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Oh my God, can you believe it? This could be your ad. Interested in promoting your brand or business to our audience? Reach out to us at noncorporategirls at gmail.com to learn how we can include you in the next episode. So about this inauguration, how do you feel about it? I'm like, where do we start? There's okay. a lot of moving parts. First of all, the excitement that Donald Trump is gone, finito. What? First of all, I'm like, when Mike Pence showed up, his wife we were all like mm. like you know you try to show face like it's like the fly that was on his head earlier i feel like that's the look everybody gave him like mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yes the excitement so okay michelle obama first of all okay we're gonna get to the big things but michelle obama we have to give her like some accolades because her look from head to toe was snatch okay like hashtag goals she looked amazing. Like, people were like, yeah, um, Michelle Obama, yeah, whatever, um, Barack. Like, he was like, <laughs> he like, he came with her. She didn't come with him. I love it, though. But it's like, you still a cat daddy, Barack. Like, don't worry. <laughs> yes, I love him. But um, she looked amazing. Like, the somebody said that it was the fashion week of D.C. Yes. And I was agreeing. Everybody yeah, it's it. almost like I expected to see Olivia Pope just kind of walk through. Because, you know, she serves on the look, so... It looked like it needed to be a red carpet. <laughs> like it totally did. Wearing. Yes, for sure. Um, and obviously every the, the purple was big, you know. Our Madam Vice President came through stunning in her look. Tones. Everybody had like jewel tone looks and everything was monochromatic. Like it was just so they were serving. Everybody was serving. It was great. It was like um, very modern, you know, compared to other older people who've been president. It, it was just so boring. Like there was so much life just in the fashion. Yeah, it was so great. It was so great. So super hyped that obviously number 45 is out. Number 46 is in. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Like get to work. He's been on it. Like we're checking for you. Uh, yeah. Don't blow it up. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, the, the the biggest question on everybody's mind is what now, right? Like, there's so much work. The real work, it's like pledging. The real work begins now, and he has a shit show to clean up. So, yeah, but he been, he been, signing. I know he been signed at, oh, by the way, thank you for the extension on the student loan relief. Okay. Yes. Shout out to 0% interest. Yes, let's keep it moving forward and just have complete loan forgiveness. That's what I am here for, cancel. Hashtag cancel debt. Cancel the debt. So let's get into, let's quickly get into the performances. Okay. Where are we starting? Lady Gaga. Her First of all, her outfit was dope. She okay. always served. She's always doing something. Like, it was so Lady Gaga. She was very on brand. If she would have been formal, it would have not been her. Yes, agreed 100%. And that brooch and the hair, she was giving it. I was cool with her her opening. That's cool. J-Lo. So, J-Lo, you 
felt differently. I feel like J-Lo, like, I, I know J-Lo cannot sing, but J-Lo has an entertainer. She can entertain. And I just feel like she's done her, like, she's done her duties in the industry to be deserving of being there. Like, if we're, if we're thinking, I guess, because if we're just basing it on vocals, then, of course, there's other people that could have been chosen, like, vocally. But I feel like she does have, I don't even know how to say a representation because she doesn't necessarily represent all Latinos. And we know this. This is why I had the group also on Clubhouse called Latinos Are Not a Monolith. But we'll speak about that another day. But I feel like just with the diversity of who was at the inauguration, I feel like it was meaningful for her to be there. The fact she spoke Spanish. Well, she was the Latino representation. Yeah, she was. But also like, she isn't because well yeah no of course but i mean for the purpose of that like right it was like you know when you know the the jokes when it's like a black a white and a japanese enter the room it it was like i mean yeah because lady gaga's for the gays j-lo's for the latinos and then garth was for the country people aka the white people right and so i feel like their messaging it tied in their messaging of like coming together even though we're from different backgrounds and different avenues and have you know, opposing beliefs because Garth Brooks is Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just felt like it was cool for that. And the fact she spoke Spanish, I think she's still within her, her singing range. Like she didn't try to go to a note where she knows that like, don't play yourself. She can't, she can't go. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, I, I get where you coming from. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not horribly upset about it. I just feel personally like they could have made another choice. Like, and, who, who would have been? And, well, that's the thing. I don't even know if it would be, like, another Latino or it could have been someone Black. Like, I just feel like they could have had someone else sing a song that in a more powerful way that resonated more. And it was weird. There was a disconnect for me with having J-Lo. However, going to your point, I get it. I get the unity of it all. It made, that makes sense. She did drop her, like, Spanish ad lib. And she did stick within her pocket. And she looked great. No, yeah, she looked great. I do agree, though, with the um, maybe the song selection because I feel like there's other songs that could be sung. For me, I was um, giving side eyes when the Pledge of Allegiance and the Star Spangled Banner were being sung because those songs are racist as fuck. So it's just so con- the songs of the country. <laughs> they, they, yeah, like the bloodshed while pe- millions of people were getting killed. I'm just like, yeah, I get it. That's the history, but... Um, if we were going into like a new phase, horizon, new phase, yeah. I feel like we should have picked music that, and I don't know if that's something that's traditional, you have to sing those songs or whatnot, but if it was up to me and I was in the in Augury. That's why, that's why it's not up to you. They, they, they are not giving you this role. <laughs> I, I think I belong in that role because I would, you know, judge it up. I love it. I love it. And then the wonderful Amanda Gorman blessed us with this liberation post. Yeah. It's like liberation piece of poetry that just resonated with everyone. I feel like it's going to be in school books. I mean, we're going to get to her, but yeah, she's, she's dope. She's really dope. So that, that was a special treat. Mm -hmm. I think it tied everything together. 
Um, and I got goosebumps literally when I saw Madam Vice President being sworn in. It was just like, it was just like, and, and then have who they had swear her in. Like, it was just so, it was really good. It was such a powerful moment. And she's so like relatable. Like she reminds me like of a family member. Like she's auntie. She's auntie. Like she she's so like you can attain what she has. It it doesn't feel so far fetched and far off. Or forced. Right. Like she belongs there. And I mean, she definitely um is I don't know the best words to say is like looks at a place, but you can tell like it's something so new that we're not used to that I feel like I'm adjusting to seeing a woman in this space. You know, speaking of that, something that really, really just, just made irk my nerves and we all know it and I get it, but it just makes me so sad was when, um, I forgot who the, um, the host, the, um, mistress of ceremony was. I forgot her name was Amy or June. Oh yeah. The white woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're horrible, but yes, her. Um, I thought she did a great. I thought she did a great opening speech, though. That was a real good opener. Yeah, she was funny. She was, but um, I just hate when I heard her say, and obviously she said it because it's the truth. We all know it. But when she was just going through and saying, you know, the first um, black woman, the first Asian American, like when she was saying all of that, the first woman, it just made me so sad because it's like. I get it, but like, gosh, we're so in first. Like, you literally have to call it out. That's crazy to me. Like, why can't it just and be so proud? Like, I wouldn't speak on it so proudly. Yeah, it's on it, like, crazy narrative. to me. It really just like fueled my blood. I'm like, gosh, like, why can't she just be Madam Vice President? You know what I mean? Like, it's just. I mean, I get it, but it was just that. Yeah, was those things need to be called out because they are like the change yes like, why is it so far along that this change is happening like exactly. we're literally just now entering spaces and i'm you know has I'm, a little... I just, it's just crazy to me um <laughs> total sidebar we have to i was talking about this man all through instagram and on twitter we have to give a special shout out and i think it needs to be a meme the purell guy who kept wiping down the podium like he was he did his job he was on it. It was like, you know, on the weird boy. Yo, he was on it. You could not step up there. He yeah. had like... <laughs> I was like, get it. Get it. No COVID over here. That was hilarious. Yeah. I was cracking up. I, I was looking at people um, like after they would speak and they wouldn't put their mask on right away. Like they were like talking, going on. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> but... Granted. And this, this the face, because it's like, don't nobody know the proper protocol for the mask. It's just be weird. It'd be like right. crazy. It, it is. It's a weird thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So where are we? Oh, my God. I feel like we just kind of. We just chilling over here. Just I know. Has um, the Keisha and Ashanti versus is taking place after how, how long? I know. I'm like, do we want to talk about that? Like, I added it to the agenda, but it was just like, I think what makes it so funny is um, people on social media. Like, people's like, I already had my own verses with Ashanti like three times. Um, I'm not even excited. They could keep it. Like, you know how Black Twitter comes through and just. Yeah, it's so funny. And I was seeing someone doing like, someone did like, I guess, or maybe Ashanti did it, but like, there was a recap reel of like just promoting it and like all her accolades and stuff. And oh, I was yeah. looking at this, I was like, wow, this is really old. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, is there nothing current? 
Yeah, and I think it was more for the nostalgia fa- factor because people are, people are not really checking for the new stuff from them. This is true. That I know of because I don't know any of their new music. I still listen to their old music. Me too. I mean, no one can't talk to me about some old Ashanti and old Keisha Cole. What were you going for, Team Ashanti or Team Keish? I, you know, I wasn't on Team anyone, but if I really have to pick, I would be on Team Keisha only because I feel like Keisha has more hits. Plus, her sophomore album was by far my favorite album ever. That was <laughs> that was my that was my life soundtrack. So we gotta, it's like you gotta, who were you rooting for? Keisha. Okay, yeah, I'm like, Ashanti. Yeah. Ashanti, girl. she was like a girl bop or whatever, but she wasn't there for like the pivotal times that I was going through. It was Keisha. Like, Keisha. she helped out. Can, can you speak on it? Because the, the playbacks <laughs> are real. It will bring me back to a place and a space I don't want to be uh, in. That's, and that's, you know what, that's good music though. It's my favorite thing about music. Yes, yes. So our hashtag obsessed with this week, we were talking about her a little bit earlier, but it is Amanda Gorman. And just to give you a quick snippet, because first of all, I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, who's this? Like, like people wasn't like, y'all wasn't checking for her? Let me tell you why you need to check for her. So Amanda Gorman is the youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history, as well as an award-winning writer and cum laude graduate of Harvard University, where she studies sociology. She has written for the New York Times and has three books forthcoming with Penguin Random House. And if you go to her website, you can see all her receipts. Like, she has receipts for days. For days. I'm like, dude, you're so young. She's the youngest um, poet in, like, the industry. Crazy. Um, She started loving poetry since third grade when a teacher of hers read a poem and that was like what sparked her interest her mom is actually an educator and she Mm -hmm. grew up in la so just that love for knowledge and words which is i love poems and and writing because i've always been like a creative writer i've always loved words like i used to be excuse me i used to be on the spelling bee team i used to be on the debate team so like you know words have always been like i've been so fond of vocabulary and like growing my my um what do you call it? My language. No. Your vocabulary. Like, you know, just different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I get what you mean. I love words. <clears throat> Excuse me. Same. Um, I think that it, it's, she's, I, first of all, her delivery of this, of the poem was incredible. But was what cool. makes it was, it was, it really was. It was like everyone stopped. Like, you had to listen to this for sure. But what's, um, what I find so special about her is that she really reminds me of like, you know, little girls and, and even me when I was a little girl, to your point, I loved poetry. I still do. And I used to write poetry and just that feeling of being able to convey such a message. And when I was growing up, I had like in fourth grade, I got featured in the New York Times for one of my poems and things like that. And it just reminds me of like, had I stuck with this, I probably could have continued and like she's an example of like what could have happened, you know? And, and she's so young again, like for her to be pushing after her dream like this and really like owning her space is really amazing. No, it is. And she, she's so young. She has so much more to offer. Like yes. after that um, recognition and it's just interesting, like once you're given like a platform, yeah. you don't know what's going to, what's going to come from that. She now has like 2 million followers on Instagram and her books, which were for pre-order, I think, like, 
they're, yeah, they're um, like so, it's like hotcakes. Yeah, like I, I don't know if it's to say that they're sold out, but like she's received so many pre-orders. And I'm telling you, every it was like it was like oh my god, who is this girl? Like everybody needed to know, and uh, it's just it's it's she she does a great I job. Personally love. She did, and I personally love when people discover that way. Yeah. Like, it's not the names that you're used to hearing. Like, there's so many people with so many talents, and, and sometimes we don't ever hear about them. I agree. I agree. So definitely check her out if you haven't already. I mean, first of all, everyone in the world should have been watching the inauguration, so you should have seen her. But if you, by some chance, have it, check her out <laughs> and invest in one of her books. Mm-hmm. So we need to get into, let's talk about it. Yes. So, so much to even say, like, where do we even begin? Uh, yeah. So I guess like, since we live in both worlds, understanding, um, how do we bridge that gap and, you know, just our methodology and trying to make things work for us. Because like I was saying, we have our obligations to our nine to five because they're what kind of funnel outside business yeah. and also like our livelihoods. So they are important and priority. And um, just using those resources to help push our side hustle, which for us is more than that at this point. Um, but just understanding where our time gets allotted to, to push us forward so that we're growing in both capacities or really truly making that transition to phase out from one to the other yeah i agree it's it's um it's a lot to unpack when you fall into this middle layer and mm -hmm. you have to really think about how you're leveraging your spaces corporate and non-corporate and also the value you're bringing to anything right so i think i think like just personally for me um and i feel like i've shared this before but i think personally for me in the past year or two in my corporate spaces, I've actually been paying more attention to that. I've been paying more attention to how I'm leveraging my spaces and the value that I'm bringing there and how it fits into my corp, my non-corporate venture. So that could mean anything from just being on a team, right? Earlier we talked about project management, being on a team, learning more efficiently project management skills, right? What that looks like or learning different tactics that can be applied more um, efficiently to small businesses just from like what I'm doing and what I'm observing and then understanding in in this corporate structure especially if you work with a big company mm -hmm. how 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 you show up on the team like what what role do you play and then how do you also carry that over to your business and for me I feel like I've, I've grown and learned a ton just with shifting my mindset which I feel like not that I didn't do in the past, but I don't think I was as intentional, maybe. Mindset is such a, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it really makes a difference in like how you see things, um, you know, what's your intention and how they play out or for that matter, how important something is. Because I was just speaking to somebody who also has a podcast and they were just seeing it as something that could flourish and grow, but the person they were recording with seeing it has like a hobby. So I feel like if you've seen it has a hobby, the way you treat it, it won't be with as much energy and effort. And that has to do with your mindset. The moment you see like, no, this is something that's to be taken serious. We have to put our energy here and like spend time to grow in. You know, there's so many factors. You start moving different. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why we always tell people, you know, one of the things, one of the biggest things that we get asked a lot is, you know, um, how do you like, how do you decide if this is the right thing for you? Or how do you decide, you know, that, you know, you want to continue with like scaling a podcast business. And the biggest thing is like, is this a passion and a hobby? Or is this something you want it to be a business? If it's a passion or hobby, totally fine. That's great. But you really need to know the difference because your efforts are going to be different. And if you got two people who have who are on different agendas, that's not going to help bring things together. So it's like, you really got to get clear on that. Absolutely. And just understanding that it's going to take time, especially, you know, right now we would love to transition and do this full time. Like we see so it's aspirational. We see so much of what it could be, but we also have to be realistic with what it's going to take to get there because until we can finance our livelihoods off of this, it wouldn't be in our best interest to fully go full time with podcasting because how are you going to fund itself? A hundred percent. Right. No. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and that's why in, and that's why in your current space of being in that nine to five, you really have to get clear on your value, Mm -hmm. your leveraging and what you're leveraging from it, how the lessons that you're learning and really how that applies in the overall plan of your goals. You know, we, in our goals, like non-corporate girls is part of the plan. (laughs) So how are we going to continue to like move forward on both agendas to make them work together? Because at the end of the day, and you say this all the time, it's all about your output, right? You cannot do anything that's literally going to take all this energy from you and you're not really seeing anything in return. Because then it's like, what are you doing? Do you need to switch some things up? Do you even want to be doing this? And that's in any space. So now bring two of these spaces together, two things that you have heavy on your plate that you have to work towards. If you're not clear about that, I mean, you're just going to be drowning all the time. Yeah, it's going to feel like no progress. You're going to get discouraged and you're going to give up on it because you're not seeing any wins. And I feel like small wins and big wins matter alike. But if you're you're feeling so super stagnant, it's going to affect you. Speak on it. So, you know, those are some, those are just some of the things we've kind of learned in our, in our spaces. And we've been in a lot of spaces, a lot of spaces. I feel like every time I tell, I go through my job journey, I'd be like, oh, I've had, it's been a lot. I I have some of them that I I feel like I've dug them so far deep that I'm like. That you like forget them. You're like, oh yeah, I did that. Exactly. Because the odds and ends and the types of jobs that I've taken over the years, some people didn't believe it. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel that, okay, let me see how I'm gonna phrase this. We are three three years into this. Um, do you mm-hmm. think that all the, I feel like we've learned a lot of different things in our five seasons, three years of this, whatever. Do you think that way back when, like I met you maybe what, 10 years ago, do you feel like way back when you would have been able to kickstart something like this then with everything you now know um i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure like i think that's fair yeah i'm not sure um i feel like if i would have thought of that idea possibly and it would have not as you know it would have been probably rugged and then refined over time because there were other things i i kickstarted then with less experience or whatever. So I think if the idea was planted, um, most of the ideas I've thought of, whether it was by myself or with you, 
I've took some step toward creating it. There's some things that I still like in the back burner that I want to bring to fruition and I haven't like done the footwork toward, um, but they're still in the back of my mind. But the things where it was like easier, I guess, to get off the ground, um, I've done them. So I think, I think maybe I would have if I would have thought of a podcast then. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, I get that. I feel like I don't know if I would have thought to do this at all. <laughs> like, I don't I think I was going to say what I think would have changed is like the things we're doing now, I probably wouldn't think to have done it in this way or to mm. this capacity. But I think the idea of a podcast, like I said, the seed was planted in my mind to do it. Mm. I would have given it a go, but I don't know if I would have known to go about it the way we've gone about it over these last couple of years. Like if it, yeah. if it was 10 years ago, let's say. No, I think, I think that's fair. I, so yeah, I feel that way too. I get that because I even think like with some of the other things I've started and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like we've, we've always had side hustles. Always. I, I, I don't even know a time I didn't have a side hustle. So we've always had side hustles. And like you said, they've evolved. Some haven't, you know, and it's like this one out of all of them has really taken off more so than I thought. So right. it's like, would it's like, what would have changed had we thought to do this way back when? I know. And I think that maybe we, because I don't know if timing, and this is what we struggle with, right? We feel like more people need to know about our corporate girls. And I don't know if time dictates that because we've seen other people launch within this time and grown what we consider to be quicker. Right. And so there's not a real recipe on, you know, the timing of success. Like it could be one split moment that of something happens and who knows where our podcast can end up or how big it could become. So it is, it's not like things that could be calculated per se, but we keep on at it, hoping that, you know, that miracle moment does happen because we're doing the work. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing to say. We're doing the work. Do the work. And it's so important. And I was going to say, I think maybe a little bit that's not that we've never done the work, but I think that we have, this is personally, this is the longest business I've ever pivoted so much with too. You know, like continuing to believe in the passion, doing the work and switching things up to like figure out what the secret, what that formula is. Yes, and, and and having the drive to continue because yeah. there's been mad times where it's like, okay, we we tried it this way, we tried it that way. Like, what else needs to be done? Like, what are we doing wrong? And maybe we're not doing it wrong, and it's just literally waiting for that opportune time and that moment. What's your favorite quote? <laughs> Would it be that 10 years and the one? Oh, yeah, it takes 10 years to get to the one year you've been waiting for the, your whole life. And, you know, we haven't been at this 10 years. So there's time, but of course, as people who want to see something grow and flourish, you know, there's a little bit of that lack of patience that we want more to come out of it prematurely. And, and maybe, you know, the way God has it set up is like, there's some things that we still have to learn before we reach that point. And that's how I'm seeing it. Like there's still tools that are not in our arsenal and that's why we can't level up until, you know, whatever. Well, we're, well, we're leveling up, 
but slowly. And that's okay. And I like that you said tools because it's all about your toolbox and what you can have in there. Hence why we keep talking about leveraging. And I think that it's really important that we even recognize that right now, this is where we're at. You know, we've been able somehow to bridge this gap of where nine to five and five to nine meet in the most, in the healthiest way possible. The yeah, most like possible way. doing the work, trying. I know for me, I also struggle with like just the whole like having a business. Um, yeah. Just different things. I feel like I also struggle that I don't know if I hold myself back in some regard. That's why I would really want to get back into therapy. I feel like I need new tools. I need new tools to either. And that's honest. That's like, that's good. That's great self-awareness for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I try to work through that. I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know if per se, if it's depression, like, cause you know, depression doesn't always, it's not like that mopey feeling and that, you know, the way people envision it to be, I feel like there's different levels to it. This is just me self-analyzing and thinking like, what could it be? Why, why do I feel stopped? I have everything I need, so right. why can't I go for it? Um, but this, there's something that like feels crippling at times. Mm. So I don't, I don't know if, if that, whatever that feeling is manifesting in certain ways. Um, and it, no, it really could be it really could. and and for most of my life i was like a functional depressed person which is what a lot of people are so it, mm-hmm. it looks a lot of different ways right right so yeah i'm trying to get back into therapy working on that yes shout out to therapist shout out to my therapist jazz thank you yeah. um i actually quoted my therapist on my social yes today i think um because mm-hmm. i keep telling her we be going down this path of like, I feel like I need to like, I'm striving to be this woman I need to be. And she's like, but you already are. Right. And it's just like, I need to like, what I was trying to tell her the other day is I feel like I've been trying to strive to be someone for so like that. I think I want to be for so long that I missed when I became her. Mm. So now I'm catching up. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I feel like, I don't know if this is the flip side of that, but sometimes there's so many things that you feel you need to be because somewhere along the line, somebody made you feel like that's what you need to work toward. Mm. And it's not, it's not coming easy. And not that saying the things for you should be easy. Right. But, you know, we always speak about this resistance that we feel with certain things. And it's like, when is it, like, when is the sign given? Like, should we give up on it? Is this like, did we burn out all the ways to make this work and it's just not it because sometimes i feel like that with the podcast like you know like should we give up on this like should our energy be refocused I, like, I feel like a few times a year we have the moment where it's like what are we doing <laughs> do we want to do yeah, this <laughs> like if it's not this it's going to be the next thing that we think of and yeah. we might have same feelings and so this is what this is what helps me not to stop because i'm like that's just probably a feeling because I'm not seeing what I want to see happen. Exactly. But I might not do that in the next project as well. And also, also, the things that there are things that you, we are not seeing that are happening in our favor, but we're just to us because it's not what we think or want, we don't see it. But things are happening, right? So there's that too. And, and I feel like we you know, other people. 
I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, you know, we don't know what other people see from the outside. We're so ingrained and in it. And that's the biggest thing. Like, it's like, I always want to know, like, how do y'all receive this? Mm-hmm. If you're receiving it at all, like. And I mean, I hope somebody's receiving it though. <laughs> no, we, we got listeners and subscribers. I know that for sure. I get um, hit up in my DMs about it. Um, actually, a, a, a childhood friend told me recently that it was because of our podcast, um, she was inspired to start her YouTube channel. Oh, I love stories like that. I, those, those, I feel like for anyone, any business owner, those testimonials give you the, give you the joy of like the mission and the purpose and you know what you're looking, you're heading towards. It's those moments. That matter. Yep, I agree. They do matter. Well, now that, now, now that we're off our soapbox, now that we're off our soapbox, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we we really just wanted to make sure that we address some factors and tools that you guys can use to help bridge your nine to five and your five to nine or those feelings around it. Because me and Delilah go through it all the time. It's a constant work in progress. There is no perfection at all. Um, and you just, you know, you kind of got to work through it. As we've just been saying, you got to work through it. You got to recognize it. Get rest, stay hydrated, like find your people who support you and that you could lean toward. Um, whatever really works for you. Sometimes stepping back, if you can, um, get assistance. Shout out to like the interns that we have now who are helping. Yes. Shout out to our interns. We just got some new interns for 2021. And we just want to give a shout out to Jasmine, Anastasia, and Sia. Thanks for joining the team. Yes, yes. So it's cool. <laughs> you know, just a little something. No big deal. The team is expanding. <laughs> on that note, thank you for tuning in again to our soapbox. And catch us on the next episode. Yes, leave us a comment, subscribe, like, engage with us on social. We love hearing from y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Non-Corporate Girls Podcast. We're headed back into our 9 to 5s tomorrow, but don't forget your 5 to 9. I'm Delilah, and you can follow me at Miss Delilah C. And I'm Ayana. Follow me at the underscore Aya underscore brand. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Non-Corporate Girls on your favorite streaming platform and sign up to our newsletter to stay in the know. Until next time.